This is exactly right. I'm Bridger Weiniger. I'm going to be doing a podcast for the next hour or so, so nobody bother me. I just need to get into it and talk to our guests, so any distractions would be a difficulty for me. Uh, Speaking of our guests, absolutely wonderful. I think everyone is going to love this conversation. I can guarantee it. It's Brandon Kyle Goodman. Brandon, hi. Welcome to I Said No Gifts. Oh my goodness, I'm so happy to be here. This is so exciting. I've just given a big promise to the listener. I've made a guarantee. I know. I hope we fail them. I really do hope we fail them. That's, that's my goal. <laughs> People are going to be showing up at my house with receipts asking for their money back. <laughs> And I'm going to give it to them. I think you should. I think that's just I, good customer service, no? I run an honest business. <laughs> yeah. That's the what customer I love about you. Always <laughs> Everyone loves that about me as a business owner. And that's kind of what I stake my name on. Yes. And how I'm kind of powering my way through the world. Absolutely. She's an entrepreneur. I, I feel it. I feel it. <laughs> Brandon, how are you? I'm good. You know, I'm at home chatting with you. This is great. And you have a nice, very easy energy, which I love. Well, so far. So far. I'm expecting (laughs) chaos at the end of this. Yeah. (laughs) Guaranteed. Um, Where are you whereabouts in the Los Angeles area? I am in Hollywood, uh, which I'm not, I don't love. I don't love. Uh, I hate it. I hate it. I hate it here. Uh, (laughs) But that is where I am. I love my apartment, but I do hate Hollywood. So hopefully I won't be here much longer. What about Hollywood is driving you out of your mind? Um, what is not driving me out of my mind? Uh, it's like, I mean, it's like if you got an apartment in Times Square, you know what I'm saying? I, you know, it's oh, like, so you're in deep Hollywood. I'm, yeah, I'm like in Hollywood. You know, my block is very quiet and I'm like right above where all the craziness is. But it's just sometimes it migrates to this area. And it's just like, ugh, it's not cute. Where are you? <laughs> Uh, I'm in Highland Park. Oh, cute. I'll see. Ugh, what a dream. Uh, jealous. That's why there's so much space behind you. Look at that. Highland Park. Ugh, jealous. How long have you been in Hollywood? Two years. So we moved okay. in May and then literally a few months later, the pandemic. Well, I guess almost a year later, the pandemic started. So then we were trapped right. in this little situation. <laughs> and was Hollywood your first uh, neighborhood in L.A.? No. So when I first moved to LA, um, I lived in like five different neighborhoods. Uh, I started in Larchmont and then I was at like Ooh. West Adams and then I was in okay. Glendale. And then we were uh, like, not WeHo, you know, like by Beverly, it's like WeHo-ish, but like the Melrose. I believe maybe city. Beverly Wood might. Possibly. Yeah, Fairfax Let's call it District. That. Yes. The Fairfax District. Yes. And then we moved to West Hollywood proper we had the zip code but it's not like where the clubs are and then we moved to hollywood same zip code but it's la it's not west hollywood uh as they reminded us uh, when we moved (laughs) what time period was all of the i mean did this fall under all this moving around yes so those first couple places was definitely within the first year uh (laughs) which was awful and then we my husband moved here and we settled in that fairfax district for like a month and then we found our weho spot we were there for 
two years maybe. And then we've been here for two years. I think that math works. I don't This do is math. too much moving. It's a lot. Well, and I want to move again. Look at me. I'm obsessed. I'm addicted to moving. There's a uh. void you're trying to fill. <laughs> and you feel like the geography is going to do it. Yes, 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 yes. Oh. I feel like I'll find my perfect place. And then, and then, <laughs> and then everything will be perfect, right? Yes. No. no problems from there on from out. There on out. I just have to find the right apartment. <laughs> <laughs> Um, what else has been going on in your life? What else? You know, I'm uh, writing on a, a show. So I just get, went back to work full time, which, man, oh, man, working. What's that about? What's jobs about? That's just like crazy. Uh, so it's great, you know, staring at a screen all day. And I wish I had more exciting things, but I feel like the exciting things that are happening, I don't, this podcast, I feel like is not, it's a PG-13, right? You know, you can't talk about- You can talk about whatever you want. <laughs> the door is open. For whatever reason, Apple has rated this an explicit podcast, and I feel like, where did that come from? We're but, not delivering you know, the explicity. Explicitness? <laughs> I can deliver it if you want. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what's exciting going on in your life, just explicit behavior? Explicit behavior, yes. Good. <laughs> Things Good that you can't you. talk about on a podcast. That's what's exciting in my life. <laughs> um, yeah, that is a good question. I'm like, what is the listener? What explicit behavior does the listener tolerate? And it's impossible to tell. It's I, I, What I'm excited about is that people are probably guessing what it is. And it's probably all sorts of things are like based off of his voice. Like what explicit <laughs> behavior could he be partaking in? You'll never know. <laughs> it's none of your business, listener. It's, uh, you know, that is just something that we're not going to reveal to you. Maybe later on in this podcast. Maybe come later. Out. Yeah. Keep you listening. That's what, you've got to keep people. You've got to just bait people. You know, you're like, <laughs> you've got the carrot dangling from the string and you're just trying to pull them through an entire episode of a Absolutely. podcast. Absolutely. Planting these seeds and, and maybe yeah. we'll pay it off. Maybe, maybe not. We don't know. <laughs> we'll find out, I guess. <laughs> um, here's a question for you. Have you ever bought uh, an accent chair? I have dreams of buying an accent chair, but I feel like. An accent chair requires a certain amount of money. You know, like you got to be making a lot, a certain amount of money to be like, oh yeah, I'm going to get an accent chair. <laughs> I need chairs still. You know what I'm saying? Like I need, need useful chairs. So no, I've not. Have you? I have, I've recently found myself in a position where I need a chair. You need a chair. And I've never done this before. Okay. And it is excruciating. It's painful. There's so much you money. You need just one chair? It's so much money. The accent chairs are, ugh. And for nothing, they're a decoration. No one even sits in it. No one them. sits in it because it costs so much money. Please do not sit in that. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> oh, get off that. Yeah, I have uh, in my living room, there's a sp enough space for a chair or a lounge chair. I'm learning so much. But sure. you start looking at these things. They're extremely expensive. And you want to pick the right one. Yes. I. It's going to be months before I settle on one. Oh, it takes a long time. You're sitting here in front of a, I mentioned this before we began recording, a wall fully decorated with art. Absolutely. But the trick is, a majority of them are photos that I printed out at CVS. And then I went to Michael's oh. and I got a bunch of frames. Some of them are, are really nice frames, but a couple of them or most of them are just from Michael's. So you could have me fooled. I know. That's the plan. I like to fool people. <laughs> <laughs> was the was the nailing them into the like hanging them on the walls stressful? Here's the thing about me. Organization really zends me out. So for other people, very stressful. But for me, ugh, a treat, a delight, <laughs> a joy. I looked forward to it. Couldn't wait. They actually were all on another wall and I was like, I don't like it there. So I took them all down and did them on a different wall. And then did you have to paint the wall? Uh, we could talk about that later. I mean... <laughs> Sure, at some point. Sure, at some point. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure at some point I'll have to, but I just covered it with a bigger art piece. So, oh, it's okay, fine. perfect. Yeah, yeah. That stresses me out. Hanging art is, I've been at this place for a year and uh, only in the last two months have we hung any 
any type of art anything yeah and it, even that i'm still like i'm recovering from i don't know it's a lot how to do it well it's you're like I, like it's a reflection of you and people come over and you're like well, what will they think about me is this good enough will they like it you know there's a lot of stress which is well, why but a blank wall is the worst reflection it's so scary looking it is whenever i see a blank wall i do get concerned but that's la la loves a blank wall whereas i feel like new york loves you know they they fill their apartments with things and i'm a new yorker at heart so well not at heart i'm i am a new yorker so <laughs> <laughs> that's very true i think that is kind of the uh unspoken thing the one final difference between la and new york that no one has talked about yet and we're gonna do here we're gonna break it here <laughs> you just broke the story people are going to the printing presses we found one final difference between these cities something that new transplants from either city can talk about it's what's being hung on the walls yes absolutely Yes. New York has a nice busy wall, rooms are full and feel just kind of bountiful. Yes, LA is minimalist. She doesn't want minimalist. She doesn't want anything. She wants, you know, she wants space between her photos and I'm like, what's going on there, babes? <laughs> oh my god. Drives oh me nuts. lord. Oh lord. Do you drive? I do. Do you? Oh yeah. I learned to drive to move here. Did you learn in New York or in LA? I learned in New York and I'm grateful for that. So this, you've only learned to drive in the last few years? I've only been driving for six years. Yeah, I've been in LA wow. for six years. Yeah. Do you consider yourself a good driver? A fabulous driver, honey. Really? Yes, I think I'm great. <laughs> what does your husband think? He thinks I'm good too. He's, fa okay. he's a faster driver than me. I'm very cautious and because I'm... I think in New York, when you grew up taking yellow cabs, you know what bad driving is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, like, I understand how bad driving looks, but I also understand how to get you there fast, too. So, like, <laughs> listen, I can get you places much faster than you should get there safely. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I'm so envious because I'll get you there slowly and your life will be at risk the entire time. <laughs> and it's getting worse. It's so frightening. Uh, so I'm very jealous. So you had a kind of, you paid a professional to teach you how to drive. I, okay. Yes. So when I was in New York, uh, I forget I was teaching, I used to be a fitness instructor and I was teaching classes in the Hamptons. It's so bougie. I couldn't afford anything in the Hamptons. <laughs> By the way, if you go to the Hamptons, it's, I mean, they gave us like, I think they gave us like a hundred dollars a day or something like that, which you think would be like, Oh, you're rolling, honey. Not at all. That's breakfast. Like the Hamptons is fucking stupid. <laughs> um, uh, literally. Uh, so we would actually all pool our money together as instructors so that we could <laughs> survive. <laughs> um, but while I was there, I was watching an episode of Real Housewives of New York and Ramona's daughter was learning how to drive and they advertised the school. And that's the school I went to. <laughs> no way. I, I called them. I was like, oh, that's a driving school. If Ramona's daughter is learning, my God, <laughs> I must as well. And they taught me and I failed the first time. How badly? Oh, to the point where the, the, the fucking, uh, what do they call them? The test, the test person who had right. to grade me, whatever that name is. Uh, she said, what do you do? I said, I'm an actor. She's like, well, I'm going to tell people when I see you in a movie that that man can't drive. Uh, and I was like, oh, wow. <laughs> wow. She's like, oh my God. Like, Good luck in LA. But I'm going to tell people he couldn't drive. <laughs> and I was like, Wow. Shattered, shattered, shattered. <laughs> what were you doing that was so horrible? Um, I think where I really fucked up was, uh, you know, like how <laughs> you have to make that. Well, I don't know what it's called, but like when you're going to make a left at the light, but you have to wait for all the cars to go and then you make it oh, that, sure. that yellow. I, I did not know how to do that i was like <laughs> cars were coming i was like now <laughs> do we go now and she was luckily you know that she has uh, her own brakes and she would like pressed on the brakes and really like no what are you there's a full car coming i mean that is the scariest part of an intersection it's kind of just being you're kind of floating there in space until you've got an opportunity waiting for your chance to go and i just did not oh. know how to how to do that but then i did it a second time and I, I here we are, <laughs> here we are. <laughs> driving for six years. So with this, uh, circling back to this uh, group of fitness instructors, what you were like a pod of instructors that were floating around <sighs> various bougie neighborhoods. What, how does this work? Yes. So I used to work in specifically in New York. Uh, does LA have this? Yeah. Boutique fitness, right? It's like, okay. like 
a Barry's boot camp or I worked at Flywheel. These are like boutique fitness studios. Um, so I, I worked for Flywheel Flybar, uh, but they also had a studio in the Hamptons. And so what they would do is it, it was only open for the summer. So they would ship their instructors from the city to the Hamptons for like several days at a time. Um, and so you would go there for like a week or, uh, or two weeks and you would live in an instructor house uh, and... Then you this would is go, a reality show. Literally. I'm sure, I think they've probably done this, and it's not interesting. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, that's why I'm not a reality producer. I didn't ask you here to criticize my reality show ideas, Brandon. What's this is really reality unfair. Show? What, what kind of reality show do you like? The only Okay, so the only real reality show that I've watched uh, consistently is very recent, Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. And that's because I'm from Utah. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you watch it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Love it. <laughs> How are you feeling about the new season? This, uh, so the first season, you know, everyone's first season in the housewives, except if you go like way back to like New York and Atlanta, which I'm sure don't age well. Um, but if you like the first season's rough because they're, they're all trying too hard. So we're just oh, establishing right. this second season now. My God, it is just, <laughs> I mean, just the opening alone, I was like, give these people a fucking Oscar. I know it's on a movie, but fuck. Like, they deserve it. An honorary Oscar? Shit. So good. How are you Very feeling? Very high drama from moment one. From moment one. Because all of our housewives are going to jail, and it's just... <laughs> I shouldn't find it delicious to watch, but it's very entertaining. <laughs> if all of these women end up in the same prison, I mean, we can just end Earth. That will be the final act of humanity. That would... The most incredible thing that ever happened. And we could do another reality show. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> no, I really love the show. I like had, had never gotten into Housewives. And I was like, if one of them is going to do it for me, this will be it. Yes. And it's working very well. You should also try I, Atlanta. I would. I Now that I'm like kind of into the rhythm of the show and have kind of like let the artifice and the uh, weird phoniness of reality kind of wash over me. Yes. I think I'm ready to unlock some new doors. Atlanta and Potomac are really, uh, they deliver. They they really do deliver. Are they uh, like also very high drama? Oh, of course. They're the <laughs> highest. <laughs> if there's not high drama, what are we doing here? <laughs> so should I start with Atlanta then? I think so. I actually, one of my friends loved Beverly Hills and she never watched Atlanta and she, I think, finished Atlanta in like a matter of like two weeks. I think Whoa. Atlanta, well, because also like Atlanta has a lot of seasons and I think Atlanta was like, look at me. I, I, it's like, I could do a Ted talk on housewives. Um, <laughs> I'm like so excited. Um, Atlanta, <laughs> I think it was like the third franchise. So they've been around for a minute. So what's kind of fun is if you start at like season one, like, the fashions and the faces are different, honey. The faces do not look how they look today. Uh, and so watching that journey, that evolution, and all of them deny the work, but you're like, uh, honey, I had do. evidence. I have we little have evidence. We have seen hours and hours of footage. Um, yeah, I've tried Beverly Hills a couple of times, and that's like where I wasn't able to get into it. So maybe it's time for another franchise. Beverly Hills is hard. I'm into it now. Beverly Hills was hard, and I think it's hard... Let's just say it because it's just like rich white women and you're like, I don't care about your problems. Right. But eventually I think they find the right rhythm and it works. And uh, this season is especially very good. Okay. Well, yeah. we'll see. Yeah. I started watching Survivor recently. I'm 20 years late. Oh my God. What? Having a wonderful time. Wow. I feel like a like an 80 year old man being like, have you seen Survivor? Survivor. <laughs> I haven't watched Survivor since season one which we were in diapers no we oh, were certainly <laughs> i mean certainly. it was a very long time ago that show's been going forever are you starting from the beginning or you just started like there were like two seasons on netflix that a friend recommended one of them so we watched that it's like a later season maybe 2014 okay uh powered through that one loved it and now yeah. we're back to season two which uh feels like uh like watching PBS, like the way the show has evolved is <laughs> yes. like so wild. I mean, it's still a game show or whatever, but season two, it's like not, you know, it's not the heightened reality we're all but used to. But how gripping it was back in the day because we knew no different. Right. Well, and it, in some ways it's good where it's like, oh, it's not so much about the game. It's more about people just like hating camping for 45 days. Ugh, I hate camping for an hour. Somebody burns their hands off. Oh, no. 
<laughs> that guy falls into a fire and you like you see footage of his hands like burnt. No. It's brutal. No. That's my hell. Survivor's literally my hell. Like that like to me, if like if hell is real, like that's where I would go to fucking survivor. <laughs> you hate to camp? Hate it. Uh, I, I could write a whole dissertation about how much I hate it. Now, in my defense, one, I'm from New York. Who can't, like New Yorkers don't fucking camp. Uh, but two, I just did a, an allergy test, you know, like when they like prick your back with all mm-hmm. the stuff. And at the end of that, because I'm having a lot of like allergy stuff. And at the end of that, my allergist apologized because she was like, you're allergic to everything like all these different types of trees and grass and dust oh, and pollen no. she said don't hike before 10 a.m stop hiking by 12 <laughs> it's, a, it's a whole thing so i think in my defense camping or any kind of like nature stuff is literally miserable on my body um and it's not just me being bougie a little bit You're me being bougie but <laughs> <laughs> so uh, like what extent have you camped um you know like <laughs> In middle school, we used to go to camps, <laughs> like, you know, summer camps for sure. But you're talking about like, like real grown camping. Uh, I won't, I, I, I never, it never appealed to me. So I didn't oh, try okay. to find out. So you out. never even tried. Well, I've that's been, what we're looking at. summer to. camp and that's outside. <laughs> and that's enough for me. The cabins were <laughs> gross to me, you know, like, I'm, you want me to move to a tent? If I can't handle a cabin. <laughs> yeah, could I'm I, not, could I encourage you to sleep on dirt? No, if you can't, I, a bed <laughs> in a cabin is miserable. How will I do inside of a, a piece of uh, fabric with a, on the floor? No, not me. Could I offer you an opportunity to have no running water or toilets? Sounds awful. (laughs) When people tell me they find themselves out there, I'm like, ah, really? Wow. Sounds, (laughs) wow. (laughs) Good for you. Yeah. I I mean, I, I like to imagine I love camping, but I haven't been in a decade. I haven't, I actually, I can't speak to it at this point. Why am I sitting here trying to encourage someone else to camp? My husband loves that. Does that cause trouble between you two? Is he like, why don't you come camping with me? It did in the beginning. And then he learned very quickly that that was a battle he was going to lose. So he gave up on it and we're both happier for it. You know, (laughs) that's the secret. Sometimes there are things that are just not another person's cup of tea. Leave it alone. Yeah, because if you drag them, they're going to be miserable. It's going to ruin your time. Right. So he's going camping on his own. Yes. Or with friends who like to camp. Because I don't know, I, I feel like we're kindred spirit. I have a face where if I'm upset, it it just, I don't know how to fake that. It's just there. So I will make you feel uncomfortable. If you're right. like, wow, wow, he's mad. Why, <laughs> yeah. why did we bring Brandon? <laughs> okay. Look, uh, speaking about things that are kind of uncomfortable and inconvenient and yeah. just unsettling. Um, I asked you on this podcast recently and I was so excited Brandon's going to be on the podcast. We'll have a nice time. We'll get to know each other. We'll move on with our lives and hopefully never see each other again. That was the plan. We'll just have that one golden moment. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, we scheduled everything. We were getting ready. And uh, the podcast is called I Said No Gifts. Yes. Very clear title. It's all over the internet. It was. Uh, People are screaming it from the rooftops. It's in all of our emails. I have plenty of, uh, you know... Uh, I've got documents uh, indicating that you're familiar. I'm familiar. Yeah. I think you sent me a contract too that I had to sign that said, <laughs> yes. No gifts. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There's, there could be some legal action here. Yeah. I signed it in blood too. It was really crazy. <laughs> I, that you I thought that was that. a little dramatic. I know, but I, you know, I like the drama. So. <laughs> <laughs> or in the middle of a pandemic, I was thinking, oh, this Yikes. is the know, hygiene material here. I, know. I thought about it, but I was like, <laughs> it'll be fun. It'll be a story. <laughs> Um, look, I was a little surprised when I opened the door earlier and it appeared there was something from me, not, not from me, uh, for you, for me, me. the the operating here is for me from Brandon. Yeah. Richard, I'm a rebel, you know, uh, I don't like authority. (laughs) So uh, you're kind of a James Dean. Yeah, 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 yeah. For sure. For sure. Okay, well, look, you know, everyone has their brand. Yeah. And uh, so, I, I mean, I guess let's just get it out in the open here. Is this a gift for me? It is a gift for you. Yeah, because you told me not to bring one. And, I, you know, I was like, fuck it, it's opposite day. So I'm going to send you. 
Well, do you want me to... It's kind of in this black bag here. Do you want me to open it here on the podcast? I, I'd love you to, because okay. I, there's something I love more than people opening gifts that I've given them in front of me. It's my... <laughs> I like to stare at them in their eyes as they do that. <laughs> okay, let's get some tissue near the microphone here. Yes. Really let the people happening. feel. Yeah, yeah. Just crinkle, crinkle, crinkle. <laughs> oh, wait. <laughs> wait, so you've sent me a Vaseline body balm. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Very much so. I'm I'm not familiar with a full body balm. I'm familiar with a balm. I'm familiar with the, obviously, with the brand Vaseline. Absolutely. This is a jelly stick. Is this something, a new product on the market? Tell me, just... Get into it here. Well, I just want to point out that I did get you the brand name Vaseline. So this is high Thank quality you. stuff. I, I didn't get you like the CVS version. I got you the <laughs> Vaseline body bomb. <laughs> For people who don't know, it, it comes in like it looks like a, a oversized glue stick. Uh, yes. I know jelly is a really, uh, it throws you off a little bit because you think it's going to be soft or, or like a kind of like a lotion. It's not. It's still the same like thick it's oh. kind of like a chapstick. It's a Vaseline chapstick. But instead, you can put it on your lips if you want. It's It looks weird because it's oversized, as I said. I would love to pull one of these out of my bag in the grocery <laughs> store and just suddenly rubbing it yes. on my face. Like, That's a really large chapstick. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, this is, you know, something that is you, I put on my face in the morning. I rub it on my face to get my moisture in. You could put it on your hands, anywhere on your body. For me, it's the face. It's the first thing I do when I wake up because what I do is I work out. So I don't want to do a whole washing my face moisture, but I do want to give my face some moisture because I've been sleeping. Right. Body bomb right there on the face, rub her in, and now she's glowing. And then she goes to do her workout. And in the day, if you get dry and you don't want to use your expensive moisturizer, then you fucking pull out that little glue stick Vaseline <laughs> and rub her wherever you need to. <laughs> wherever you how need. long have, how long has this product been in your life? This product's been in my life for uh I think the pandemic, the length of the pandemic. Like about oh, it's a recent uh a year and a half. Vaseline I've known since childhood, obviously. You know, we've all I mean for whatever reason Vaseline has just kind of it's one of these products we all know from birth. We do. And when I was 20 a friend of mine in college the most sickening skin you've ever seen black woman just gorgeous gorgeous sickening and i was like what do you use she said vaseline that's it just vaseline just vaseline she washed her face just vaseline i said unreal not true because here we are all using like gold and 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 silver and all these (laughs) infused products these rose serums and she's like just vaseline and 14 years later, here I am using Vaseline. It's full circle. Wow, this is incredible. So, but you do say you wake up and put it on. It's your pre-workout. So I assume there's some showering and everything afterwards. And then what are you putting Vaseline back on or is there a fancy product? There's a fancier product products after after the workout. Uh, you know, but we use them sparingly because they're fancy and then, you know, we can't just like keep buying them. So, <laughs> so that's why. So like, what, what are we talking about here? I can't even pronounce them. That's the oh, thing. Okay. It's like, <laughs> is it a vine? Ava, the, uh, there's a, there's a, there's one that's in French. Uh, it's the eye cream. It's very tiny and I'm not going to tell you how much it costs or what it is because I don't want people to judge me. I, I don't go camping. So you understand the product. I spend He's, my money on products. This could have gone towards a tent. It could have gone towards a, a sleeping bag. And I prefer to spend it on my eye creams and my, uh, my moisturizer <laughs> instead of the tents. So. <laughs> so have you kind of slowly built up this moisturizing routine uh, over the years or uh, based on recommendations or what do you do? Well, what happened was last summer I discovered Instagram stories and I said, wow, look at this face. It's it's it needs some help. <laughs> um, what? I can't imagine. You have great skin. Thank you because of the products, honey. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot imagine your skin was in such horrible condition a year ago. It was it was the skin was fine you know because black don't crack it was fine but i thought we can do better so i reached out to a friend of mine who is a makeup artist and so good at skin like that is literally what she does she develops routines and i sent her photos of myself and then she sent back a long regimen <laughs> like right and introduced all these new products kept some of my same products but then introduced some new stuff 
And my God, Vaseline bomb body bomb was one of them. She said, whenever you feel dry, just apply this. And I was like, work. That's uh, so at least one thing is within everyone's budget. Yes. The Vaseline for sure. Right. Yes. Yeah. I had a makeup artist recommend a bunch of things a year and a half ago or so. And I, I looked them up online. It's like, what is like this person must be in serious financial trouble these things cost <laughs> hundreds of dollars what are we talking about yes it's it, uh, it, yeah I don't, uh, <laughs> short-circuiting yeah trying to justify this to <laughs> to the people yeah uh it's a lot but it is an investment it is an investment and I'll, also i'll say like no not all the products are that crazy like i you know i still use my avino lotion that's i swear by god it god bless i from moment one of this podcast i've been talking about avino and my first guest harassed me nonstop about vino and so i'm just going to keep screaming it from the rooftops absolutely i think it's great i think it's great i just it's very mild it's wonderful i love Avino. i've been using it for years i just had a box of four show up yesterday it's <laughs> my dream this is my dream i've never shared with anyone i'm sharing it with you uh my dream is to replace jennifer aniston oh my god you absolutely as should the, as the face of Avino. i say you know there's a new white woman in town and she's black <laughs> and it's me <laughs> how do this this podcast is the beginning of the, that dream we're lighting the fuse yes. Jen, get out of the way. Yeah, Watch Jen, your get back. out. Watch your back. I also want the smart water deal, too. Like, I'm coming for you, Jennifer <laughs> Aniston. Just know that. <laughs> you kind of are the Jennifer Aniston of this podcast. I'll say it. <laughs> everyone loves you. You're kind of an every woman. That's you know. what everyone's saying at home. They're like, oh, we love him. He's the Jennifer Aniston. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> um, Jennifer Aniston, she's... She seems like a decent egg. Yeah, she seems nice and sweet. Yeah, and kind. she doesn't seem like a troublemaker, right? Uh, I've never seen her in trouble. Just see her collecting these checks, honestly. <laughs> I, mean, I heard from someone, and this could be uh, untrue, that her uh, house has no walls. Do we believe that? Her house has no walls? How do you do that? <laughs> There has to Look, be a couple walls. This way. <laughs> Minimal walls, maybe, uh, but there has to be a couple But maybe walls. just beams. beams. Maybe it's just uh, columns and beams. But that, to me, that just sounds like a bug's paradise. <laughs> I, wow, very modern. Right. I mean, to the point that you are just constantly being, and maybe she also has excellent, like, mosquito security I or guess. something. I guess. But as maybe the most famous woman in the world, not having any walls. She's so rich. She doesn't need walls. I'm confused. <laughs> <laughs> she's transcended walls. Yeah, she's like, I don't need fucking walls. <laughs> she's just slathering a vino on and kind of slipping and sliding around this wallless home. Uh, look, I'm just repeating an un unsubstantiated rumor that I heard from someone I can't even remember. Uh, I may have just had a dream about this. And these are our favorite rumors. Our favorite rumors <laughs> are the ones we don't remember where they came from those are the best <laughs> how do we get jen on this podcast to answer this burning question we have to ask we're like she saw that avino check she was like you know what i want a house with no walls <laughs> i love that i love that for maybe her. she's kind of a meat maybe this is where i'm in uh kind of i relate to jen she doesn't like hanging art She's like, get rid of the walls. Ah. I can't think about the stress of putting up art. Just get rid of the walls. And she's like, I don't want blank walls either. So, you know, solution, no walls. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I nature will be my art. Yeah. And I will just, I don't know. That's the only thing I can think of at this point. When you're Jennifer Aniston, you can kind of do whatever you want. I, I think so. What we need to do is for you to replace her as the Avino spokesperson, the Smart Water spokesperson. Yes. Yes. She'll have kind of a fall from grace. I can also do the morning show. Like if, you know, Reese Witherspoon's cool about it, like I'm happy to <laughs> step in. I mean, you know, they, in the 90s, they replaced the Aunt Bivs, they replaced the Harriet <laughs> Winslows. I'm happy to replace Jennifer Aniston on the morning season, show. Season three, Brandon <laughs> Kyle Goodman as Jennifer Aniston. As Jennifer Aniston. <laughs> yes. I, look, all of these feel like totally feasible dreams, yeah. and I'm kind of a dream uh, maker. Uh, I, I really sense that. As soon as I, I logged on, I was like, dream maker. I, I look at myself as a genie type, yeah. and so I just bring a guest on the podcast and say, give me your wishes. And we manifest it. Right. Yeah, I, I sense that. This podcast is essentially kind of just a vision board for the guest. And so you've thrown the penny in the well. And Jen Anison, you're going to just look over your shoulder nonstop. Yeah. Watch out, girl. <laughs> <Here comes Brent. laughs> um, I'm so glad to, you know, this moisturizing. I, I do like a new moisturizing experiment. 
Yeah. And this one, uh, especially pre like early morning if I have to go to the gym or something. Absolutely. And go. as the winter's coming, the skin dries oh. out more often. I know we're in LA, so it doesn't get as cold. But you know, LA mornings can be really cold in the winter. Oh yeah, we get down to the late four not late forties, <laughs> high forties. <laughs> high high forties, yeah, which is cold. That feels cold I, to me. I mean I know. New Yorkers are like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody on the East Coast is like, y'all, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Last night it was seventy two degrees and I said I have to take a jacket with me. <laughs> and I wore the jacket the whole time. Yes, the other day I was going out to dinner. I looked at the low. It said sixty-five. I said, "Ah, no, 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 denim jacket immediately. No, 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 (laughs) sixty-five. Ah, freezing." (laughs) We're looking for these jacket-wearing opportunities. Everyone loves to have a jacket on, and we've been deprived for months. So I'll take the excuse. And now you know. uh, I don't know. I don't know. What? Where am I going with this? I was going to try to relate it to Vaseline, but what? It's okay. We're here. Listen, I think the listeners are here with us and they understand that we love layers. You know, <laughs> that's really what we're saying. Everyone loves a layer. I mean, summer months, God bless them, but. Love a crop top in uh, the summer. <laughs> I've never worn a crop top. I'm only recently really getting comfortable wearing shorts. Okay. So, you know, maybe that's next summer for me. Next summer, crop tops. Crop tops. That's what I'll send you next time you tell me not to send you a gift (laughs) is is a crop top. We're going to book you for next week's episode as well. I'm just going to kind of drag you into a never ending (laughs) gift giving spiral. (laughs) Once you get the Avino deal, I am going to ask you back on and I want the gift to be a car. So just keep that in mind for the future. I will keep that in mind. I will keep that in mind. I'll keep pushing the date that I have to come back. (laughs) Next week, Bridger. Next week. For sure, next week. I was at a car dealership yesterday, and it was the most unbelievably stressful experience of maybe the last year for me. Cars are stressful when you have to go get them. Are you leasing? Are you buying? What's going on? The the lease on my car is almost up. And so I'm like, you got to look for a new one. Here we go. But there's a car shortage, which is just. There's a car shortage. I am telling you, it's unlike anything I've ever seen. Oh, wow. This is, I've never had a car salesman be like, okay, you can just leave. Because like, they just tell you the price basically. And they're like, we're not budging we're not we're not doing anything you see the two cars we have in the lot and so take your pick we'll charge you six times as much as it's worth uh so we're extending the lease wow perfect i wasn't familiar that this was even an option yes i did it for my first car because i wasn't ready to or i wasn't financially ready to get a second car so i extended my lease on that car i think for like i think six months or something six months i think that's kind of the minimum or the usual Yeah, yeah yeah But uh, so, yeah, which is great. It gives you a little more time so you don't right. have to feel rushed or forced into anything. Yes. Yeah, I called. A, I'm also becoming familiar with a car broker. Have you ever used a car broker? Wait, a car broker. Somebody told me this. They're, they will go to like the different places, haggle for you and like it's send magic. You photos. It's like I called this guy. Uh, I thought I had, you know, I was like, I'm going to go to the dealership, learn my lesson almost immediately, came home, called the guy that the friend recommended. He was so straightforward. So he's like, do not go to a dealership. I also can't help you right now. You have to extend your lease. Call me in six months. So I was like, okay, wow, that feels great. already like a nice positive step forward. Yeah. And I'm, I mean, God willing, I'll never return to a car dealership. Yeah. You don't, they don't even charge you anything. The car broker does all of this and then they, I don't know how it works. I'm sure uh, they'll take a percentage somehow. They take it from the dealer or something. Oh, wow. So you, like, as a person, they just do this for you. Oh, I, wow. I don't know. I guess they must make decent money doing it. I uh, guess. And because that, to me, sounds like the worst job in the world. I would rather scrape gum off of floors. Oh, but absolutely. I would hate to go from dealership to dealership oh, trying out cars. No, no that sounds you. awful. But some people really love cars. And some people, I think, like our, they love the negotiating, yeah. the game of it. That's not me. I can't negotiate. I'm terrible at it. This is, you know, what, what agents and things are for, because I'm like, I, I will. I'll fight. I need a bit of a psycho to just kind yeah. of go for it. Uh, I'm not going to do it. So car broker, we'll see in six months. I wish there was a car broker for accent chairs now that I'm thinking about it. Ah, that would be great. Oh. I think they're called interior designers. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> and they're very pricey. They're so expensive. That's a Jen Aniston budget you were working now that's with a, Yes. Now, I'm sure uh, her house within the walls, plenty of accent chairs, right? 
you have to replace the walls with something. <laughs> she just has a bonfire constantly roaring. It's just accent chairs just piled on top of each other. Keeps her warm. <laughs> she must. You don't think about accent chairs too? Because we tried to get one... Uh, and because you, you want to get like customized a little bit and it's you got to wait for the fabrics you know, for this, it's, and it's so much money. It's like it's like having a I baby. Mean, it's truly. <laughs> I probably would have an easier time having a baby. As some new mother is like, it is not like having a baby. But for us, <laughs> yes, it, is. it feels like it. It's as close as I'm going to get. <laughs> oh, OK, Brandon, it's time to play a game. OK, yeah, yeah I love a game. Do you want to play a game called Gift or a Curse or a game called Gift Master? I'll tell you how it works once we begin playing, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It scares me, so gift or a curse. Okay. I need a number between one and ten. A seven. Okay, I have to do some light calculating. Okay. So uh, I have to go get the game pieces. While I'm doing this, you can promote something. You can recommend something. You can suggest a favorite type of food. Whatever you want to do, I'll be right back. Okay. What shall I promote? Well, if you follow me at Brandon Kyle Goodman, every Monday I do something called Messy Mondays, which is where people, this is actually explicit behavior. People send me their messiest moments of the week and I talk about it and uh, give my reactions and my advice. We talk about sexual things like, I think last week we talked about how to douche. Can I say that on the douche? Can you say that on here? Okay, Brandon, douche. You don't have to tiptoe around this. <laughs> We're all adults. We're all adults. We talked about uh, rim jobs. Well, maybe there's a huge child audience uh, that I don't know about, but who knows? (laughs) A very youthful audience uh, that loves talking about gifts. Uh, We uh, did ass eating last week and we did uh, dealing with uncircumcised penises the week before. It's a lot of fun. So on Mondays, Messy Mondays at Brandon Calkinman. Okay. That's a great promotion. That's a great promotion. Yeah, uh, I feel like your uh, Instagram stories are extremely educational. Right. And you and just inclusive. kind of confront things that people uh, need to talk about. Yes. You're like the fun older brother that just knows everything. Yes, that's what I like to come off as. Instead of, you know, all the shame, I like you to feel like a safe space to talk about your nasty things. Your what have yous. Okay, this is how the game works, Brandon. Uh, I'm going to name three things. You're going to tell me if they're a gift or a curse and why. And then uh, just be very careful because you can lose the game. So many people have lost this game. How do you lose the game? Because there are correct answers. Oh, okay. So just be aware of that little. Yes, please. Okay. Okay, first up, gift or a curse, geese. A curse. And why? They'll attack you. You know, birds should be majestic and sweet and kind, and geese are not. Swans neither. Yeah, that's a curse, honey. <laughs> no. And do they fly? That's a curse. No, no, it's a curse. <laughs> Sorry, no. You've started the game off in a horrible way. <laughs> geese are a gift, and almost basically for the exact reason you just explained. They're so violent. They're so mean. I've, uh, geese has, uh, I've been bitten by a goose. And this is a gift? I love it. I love the danger element. You're kinky. You like the pain. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they, you know, you can't uh, expect them to forget their dinosaur past. They're violent, sure. mean little creatures that just want to be left alone. They have the those beaks are dangerous. This is why I'm the Jennifer Aniston, because I think the <laughs> listeners will agree. Geese are, are cursed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm now imagining Jennifer Aniston kind of being chased around her house by a goose. I should have gotten walls. walls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, okay, zero for one so far, but that's fine. I don't want to shake your confidence, but okay, what okay. are you going to do? Okay, second up, this is a listener suggestion. Someone named Nick. Nick has written in and suggested, gift or a curse, playlists, musical playlists. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. And there's nothing in between gift and curse, right? There's no middle ground here, no gray area to work with. No gray areas here, yes. And stick to that. That's, uh, you know, it's, it's good to have really strong, yeah, strict rules. Boundaries. Uh, boundaries, yeah, yeah. That's, that's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, playlists are... Ha... Ah. They are, they are curses. They, they're curses. Uh huh. You know why they're curses? <laughs> this is why they're curses. Because I used to work in fitnesses. You know, full circle moment. Here we go. So I used to teach classes, and all I would have to do is make playlists. All the, you make a new playlist, and everyone has thoughts about what they want 
to hear. And I'm like, you're going to hear Beyonce. Shut the fuck up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's like, it's a wrap. Get out of here. So I, I, playlists stress me the fuck out. So for me, a playlist is a curse. I want to listen to a whole album. Make a good album. You know what I'm saying? So I can listen to it from beginning to end. Whatever happened to that? <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm ready to go on a tangent. Okay. <laughs> Brandon. I love this argument you've made. I love the logic here. Unfortunately, wow. No. They're absolutely what? a gift. Look, How are they a gift? You're, look, you're bringing a lot of baggage to this. Yeah, of course, making playlists for your clients, that kind of, that sounds like hell. It is hell. Especially when it is a workout play- playlist. It's like, there are only so many, it's dance or it's pop or it's r&b like they're we're not putting on old country music for you to work out to i'm not putting that on anyway but yeah (laughs) (laughs) so look lee you unfortunately you brought all that with you i have baggage i love a good playlist you're right i love putting to i mean it can feel like putting together a little puzzle it's very satisfying when you do it and if somebody sends you a good playlist you might learn something new you might you know uh yeah I, i deserve to lose I deserve to lose. You I do. Lose. Yes, yeah, you're right. You've earned this loss. It's shameful. <laughs> playlists are a gift because, you know, when, when it's the right playlist, it's just so wonderful. And it's also, remember like back in middle school where you would like burn your CD? Oh, you might have a very young audience. I know we just talked about that. So they are kindergartners. Very, uh, very young. But we, back in the day as old folks, we used to <laughs> burn CDs and not burn them with fire. But, you know, that's what they called it when you would make your playlist and then put them on a CD um, and you would give them to friends. And that was always so sweet. Was so fun. Do you remember Napster? Of course. Napster. Ugh. Uh, was it Kaza or Kazar or something? LimeWire? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, sure, sure. LimeWire, yes. I think it was Morpheus. Those yeah. were revolutionary. They changed our lives. I mean, wow. It was like AOL and Napster. That was it. That was, I was set. And porn, you know, at a certain <laughs> point. <laughs> I mean, you know, we were teenagers. Of course, Ooh, the internet has brought us everything, good and bad. Uh, but yeah, there was a time when you would sit there for two to three hours to get one song, and it meant something to you. Yes. Or you would start downloading it and go have dinner <laughs> and come back and it was still downloading. Yeah, you know, these were the days. They don't know. They don't know what we went oh, through. <laughs> it was agony. But agony. Stressful. You, know, you put the work in and you had a CD of sometimes eight songs because that's all you could download. That's all you could download. You but know, because then, you know, mom used the phone line and then you got get kicked off, off the, internet. the internet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, My mother splurged on two lines, so we did have a separate oh, line for the internet. She that's a treat. splurged. She knew what she was doing. She was forward thinking. Yeah, yeah, she was forward thinking. She she really was. Uh, okay, well, look, you've gotten zero so far. I mean, this is you know, amazing. I'm I'm proud of the the second zero. I you know I, I earned that second one. The first one, I the geese. I don't know. I, 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 I recount. <laughs> okay, let's. Uh, this final one is actually so. Uh, we put them on some occasionally on the Instagram. Like people will vote on uh, various things as gift or curse. They'll they'll put them in their stories, and then I repost them, and then people vote whether it's a gift or a curse. And this one was extremely contentious. So I'll I'll tell you what the poll numbers were before you do it. Because um, it was basically a 49-51 split. Oh, this is... This is close. The extreme. I've never seen anything like this before. Usually this people are like, tie. absolutely a curse, absolutely a gift. Uh, I've never tried this product before, so I can't. Well, I will speak to it eventually here. Uh, gift or a curse, Uncrustables. The little sandwiches that I think are like frozen peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Oh, I'm already out. Curse. <laughs> <laughs> peanut butter and jelly, I'm out. Curse. You just curse don't like peanut curse. butter at all. Well, it turns out I'm actually allergic to peanut peanuts. Um, oh. I learned recently in my allergy test. Right. Like, all these full circle moments. I learned that peanuts or walnuts or some kind of nut, just not, you know, man nuts. I'm still, <laughs> okay. still can take, still can suck on those. Um, but <laughs> explicit behavior. Um, <laughs> but yeah, peanut butter and jelly. When I was younger, I was all about it. But now I, the peanut, I, no, I don't want that peanut butter. I'll even, I'll have the jelly, but I want the, no. Mm-hmm. So no, okay. curse. Curse. Brandon, you've got one right. Yes. I've never had these things before, but what are, I've never had them, but what are we I, talking about? If I want a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, I can make that at home. I don't need like a weird, damp, frozen version of that. That sounds horrible. Do you remember the, the peanut butter jelly that came in the same container? Oh, of course. What was that called? Uh, it was like swirls or, 
How lazy. How lazy. <laughs> I loved it, but how lazy. <laughs> Would you, you got those? The jar of the peanut butter and jam Sometimes, together. yeah, because I thought they were cool. I was always suspicious of what jam they were putting in there. I like a good jam or jelly. See, this that's what I'm saying. Back in the day, when you when you're little, you don't have the taste palette yet. You just fuck with anything. Right. But then once I learned about marmalades and and, and strawberries <laughs> and uh, all these different types of jams, I was like, oh no, uh-uh, we can't do. We got we gotta up up upgrade this. So. Um. Annalise, our producer, has just reached out and told me that it was called Goober. Does that ring any bells? That can't possibly be true. Wait, wasn't Goober the one? No, that's Gogurt. That's Gogurt. The, in the pack. Wow. What okay. Was... Annalise is saying Smucker Goober Stripe, which that. Oh, yes. That's a devastating. Yes, Smuckers. It was Smuckers that did it. Yes. Oh, my God. Goober Stripe. Yeah, because when you opened it, it was like, it looked like a zebra stripe, but it was jam and peanut butter. It was. I don't, you know, God bless. <laughs> okay, you got one out of three. You tried. So I won. You won. You won overwhelmingly. I think people would look at those numbers and say. I, I will argue it was two out of three because uh, geese <laughs> are cursed. So, you know, I think I think I think the people will agree. <laughs> okay, well, I, I'm not in the mood to argue about this. Okay, okay. Look. Well, you know, I, I love to argue and I was hoping we'd have chaos by the end of this podcast. That We did promise that. So. <laughs> oh. Okay, we've got to get to the final segment of the podcast. This is called I Said No Emails. People write into I Said No Gifts at gmail.com. They're all just, I mean, just so depressingly desperate for answers. They've got these horrible problems in their lives. And so they reach out to me and to the guest for some advice. Oh, great. Will you help me answer? I would love to. All right. Let me read this. This is Dear Bridger, an incredibly disrespectful guest. I assume they were <laughs> thinking of you. Uh, um, sure, sure, sure. My lovely college friends, in parentheses here, were saying females in our late, late 30s. Okay, so college friends in their late, late 30s, uh, females in their late, late 30s. I keep saying that over and over. We've, I guess I've got to nail that in. Okay. <laughs> anyway, they give each other a group uh, birthday present every year. We've been doing this tradition for at least seven years now. And while we used to give each other actual presents, we now give gift cards. We've clearly run out of uh, funny or thoughtful ideas for each other. And I'd love your advice for how we can add some new excitement into our gift giving. I love these friends dearly and wish I could come up with better ideas without having to ask what they want. We usually spend about $150 per gift. Any suggestions for how to generate better group gift ideas? Thank you dearly. Alternatively, okay, now we're making a turn here. Do you have a suggestion for how to better dig up info on what someone would want? They all live in different areas without flat out asking. Thank you. And that's from just the letter B. Okay, B. Let's answer this second question first. Private investigator. Uh, I think that that uh, is obvious enough. If you need information on some somebody without them finding out, you hire someone with a telephoto lens and a trench coat. Sure. Uh, I mean, I don't know any other service. Uh, yeah, invest in a private investigator, I, I think. Um, they're kind of traveling around whatever states your friends are. This ends up costing thousands of dollars. I guess you could call uh, their partners. I, that's less exciting. Oh, oh, like the friends, partners. Right. Sure, that's less invasive. Or you, you know what? My husband used to tell me this, which is because I, I am a fan of like, what the fuck do you want? Just tell me because I, it just it stresses me. Gift giving stresses me out. Not for you though. I, I knew exactly <laughs> what I was going to get you. Um, so what I like to do. So he told me just like listen, like if you listen to what people say throughout the year, and every time they say like, oh, this is interesting, or I like this, like take a note of it, a mental note, and then surprise them with it at the end of the year. So that's what. I started doing. And does that work? It requires listening. It's hard, you know, because I, you know, I have so much in my head already. Right. I see. I feel like I'm a decent listener, but I'm a whole, I have a horrible memory. So I'll be like, I'll clock something I need and I should just write it down. But then I, it just goes into the banks of my mind, the sandiness of, and I just forget. Then I end up desperate for a gift idea. Sure. I'm good at the listening and I, I write, I put, make a note in my phone and then I, I get, to it right that, i guess that's but what also, i need to do a group gift sounds stressful right what is a group gift is it like a so it's about 150 dollars, and is that each or i'm not 
they all pool this money oh. and then, like go on a trip. Is that what we're talking about here? Oh, maybe they mean that they all pooled to their money. They all together. Like if there were five of us and we were getting our sixth friend a gift, the five of us would collectively spend one fifty oh. on a gift. Right? That or maybe we each spend one fifty. Group birthday present every year. So and there's only one gift. And they're now giving gift cards. So that kind of makes sense. So maybe like they're like, let's all just put money in and we'll give them a hundred and fifty dollar gift card. Is that what's currently happening? I think that's what they're saying. B, I hope that's what you're saying because I can't there's only so much I can do. But then that means there the six of you, if there's you're a big group, then you're not doing it by yourself. I feel like all of you should like be participating. It's got to be a like, stressful brainstorming session. Yeah. Usually one good brainstorm session. Right. I mean, uh, uh, to generate new gift ideas, I uh, look, B, I'm just going to be honest with you. I have so little to say because I don't quite understand the logic of this gift thing. I, but I think that what you're going to want to do is maybe everyone writes a different word down on a piece of paper. Uh-huh. You string them together. Uh-huh. And then you try to make sense of that as a gift. Yes. I like that. It's like a little Ouija board. Right. <laughs> yeah, the chaos or, will I was gonna say if you hold your phone and just keep saying gift ideas, then you open Instagram and something will be advertised to you. I think that that might be the, you'll get some new advertisements. <laughs> I mean, talking about invasive things, maybe get into their search history. Ah, love that. That's a, I mean, I guess that would require some cyber sleuth. I'm sure that's yeah, available that. on the dark web. Absolutely. Uh, a little Google search will get you that, you know, that information. <laughs> Look, when you're in desperate need of a gift, you reach out to the dark web. Everyone Absolutely. knows it. You some get on, light hacking. Some light hacking. <laughs> uh, just, you know, you invade privacy. You do whatever yes. it takes. Nothing fraudulent. It's just, you know, just a little hacking. You know, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> for a gift. There's a reason for it. <laughs> B, otherwise, uh, look, it seems like you're all kind of tired of each other. It might be time to just <laughs> go your separate ways. Find a new group of friends. Uh, and... And don't bring a gift element into that group of friends. So then you won't have to worry about it. Or you can repeat the gifts that you already gave. That last oh my group. God, that's because you're a new group now. They don't know. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> this is sociopath behavior. <laughs> kind of a drifter. B, we're encouraging you to become a drifter. Go from town to town, getting groups of friends that you spend seven years with, giving gifts, and then move and on. Fun. Yeah. I think that, that's it's easy. easy. I think that's the best advice we've given so far. <laughs> well, obviously B is at rock bottom and they'll take any type of advice they can get. And so uh, I think that we've given multiple excellent options and nobody can criticize us. No, there's no holes in any of them. I think they're all <laughs> they're pretty <laughs> foolproof. So, Brandon, we did an excellent job. Everyone's happy with us. Everyone's cheering us on. They wanted us to win. And we've we won. won. They're satisfied. We, this is a Victory is ours. And uh, I i mean, victory is doubly mine because now I have all of this Vaseline in my life. And I'm so happy for you. The, the moisture is just going to continue <laughs> to flow. And you have beautiful skin already. So it's just going to be. I'm going to be a glowing angel by your I, I need photos. So as soon as you post a photo, <laughs> if I can tag me so I can repost it, I'd be like Vaseline. And then we can get a Vaseline You're going to be tagged in it. I would love to be the face of Vaseline. <laughs> We're going to start as the face of Vaseline and then we will upgrade to Avino. How about that? That's not a bad That's idea. Not a bad idea. Yeah, you have to start somewhere. We start with this podcast, move on to Vaseline. People are like, what's happening? And then we've got, you know, we've done our work and then we move on for Jen's. Absolutely. Throne. We move on for that. No wall house. Vaseline clearly needs <laughs> us. They, you know, they're not a, you know, fucking massive. <laughs> <laughs> they need our support. They need, they, yeah, they need, they need our swipe ups. <laughs> absolutely. Um, okay, well, this is the end of the podcast. Thanks so much for being here. I had such a wonderful time. Uh, thank you for having me. Um, listener, you've heard kind of the last few things we've said. And so hopefully that's been a clue that this is the end of the podcast. You're catching on. You're ready to move on. The audio will end at some point. You'll switch to something else. Maybe you'll listen to the episode again, because there are a lot of things that you probably wanted to catch that you were too busy having a wonderful time to hear the in the first uh, go round. So do what you need to do. I love you. Goodbye.
I Said No Gifts is an Exactly Right production. It's produced and engineered by our dear friend, Annalise Nelson, and the theme song is by miracle worker Amy Mann. You must follow the show on Instagram at I Said No Gifts. That's where you're going to see pictures of all these wonderful gifts I'm getting. You have to see the gifts. Listen and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you found me. And why not leave a review while you're there? It's really the least you could do, considering everything I do for you. And if you're interested in advertising on the show, go to midroll.com slash ads. When I invited you here, I thought I made myself perfectly clear. When you're a guest in my home, So how do you dare to disobey?